Hey everyone, it's Caitlin Geigenheimer, your host of Live Light with Caitlin, the podcast. I'm so happy that you're here. We'll be discussing all things health, wellness, lifestyle, and so much more. Thanks so much for tuning in. I look forward to connecting with you and to help you live your life feeling lighter. Hey, welcome back. I just got back from this animal farm that it was actually only like 20 minutes from our house. It was so much fun, so I'm feeling super energized, yet kind of tired from that, Um, but we we really did. We have so much fun, so if you're looking for something to do, check your local area and see if you can go see baby animals or walk outside. They had, where we went, they had like stations where you could like pet the baby animals, check them out. It was really great for our daughter too because she was able to just like walk around look at them it was like her first time really being able to interact with them like of course we've taken her before but I feel like it was more interactive and they even had like a little goat barn that like the goats were playing around in and it was so cute because my daughter saw a slide that she has at home but it was actually for the goats along with like a balance beam I'm like no no the goats play with that too and it was just really cute and like we're able to see like the cows and the sheep and all of that and um yeah, they had like a little craft station. So just a reminder, like, you know, also you don't need to have kids or be a kid, you know, to do something like that. We actually saw plenty of adults there enjoying the whole thing too. It was just nice to get outside and walk around. And they even had like a little restaurant that looked super nice, but we didn't really do that because it was like a half hour wait and we didn't realize how to get in there for a little while. And then by the time we figured that out and like, it just, it wasn't going to work out with like her nap schedule and all that, but it was really, it was really a fun time. So I just want to start the episode by saying like, make sure you do something fun this week. Uh, Find things locally too that not necessarily are like too much money. Like we only spent, well, it was like $30 for like three of us to go and we really made use of everything that they had to offer there. They even like had like a cute little gift shop to look in. Like even if you don't have a ton to spend or Look at free options in your community. Do something new. Do something different. Not necessarily looking at baby animals, although I highly recommend that because, like I said, it was a great time. But, yeah, find something find something fun to do. So, last week I said my self-care challenge was consistency. And I think I did a pretty great job at that, even though there were times where, like, things didn't happen exactly according to plan, which, of course, is going to be the case when I'm trying to manage everything and along with a toddler and being pregnant and all those fun things. So there's a lot going on. So I still was able to get in that consistency. I made sure that I was able to do things and write and create. And it it really did make a difference in how I was feeling. It made a difference in my energy level because I felt like as I was doing things, I was actually gaining energy. Although it was like a different type of tired. And yeah, I just, I just noticed that I felt happier. Like it felt like more like myself and like doing things that felt true to me. So that was really cool. So I'm here to report that I have been pretty consistent. So like, where were you at for your self-care this week? Do a little check-in, see if there was something that you wish you could have done that you didn't and maybe make it a plan for this week. Um, And then also like this past week, we had so much sunshine where we were and that was pretty cool because It was pretty much like summertime, and where we are, it's normally raining and cloudy still and pretty chilly, which it is going to get back to that this week, but not too, too bad, I don't think. 
but yeah, it was actually pretty hot and we were able to do quite a few park days, get outside. It, it really was a great time. And uh, yeah, I start, restarted my lemonade obsession. So <laughs> that's been fun, but it's super yummy. But anyway, so I thought that I would talk today about my pregnancy, how we found out, my first trimester. So by the time this comes out, I'll be 16 weeks already, which, whew, oh my goodness, this is going by so much faster than my first pregnancy with my daughter. I remember I felt like every week took forever to get to the next week. So like that is definitely a difference. I thought this episode I would focus more on really my first trimester review, like how we found out. So like I said, if you're not, you know, interested in pregnancy or mom life or anything like that, that's totally okay. I'm not expecting you to everyone to like be honed in on that, but I thought it'd be interesting to some, even if you necessarily aren't pregnant or have don't have kids or anything. But I am also putting things in here with my first trimester tips that I honestly is just think would apply to anybody at any time. It's just a great reminder to like remind yourself of these tips that I have for you as well. So if you want to keep listening, that's fantastic, but I'm also going to be talking about like trusting your intuition and visualization and intention setting and all of that too. But to get started, I thought I would talk about how we found out. So um, in like Christmas time, holiday season, I talked to my husband. We're like, oh yeah, I definitely want to have a second kid. We're like, we're both on the same page. It was getting brought up and I'm like, oh yeah, I mean like we can start trying to have another kid. And by January, I was like, okay, well, I'm, I don't, you know, I wasn't pregnant last month. I was like, you know, this could take time. This could take a few months. And also disclaimer, if anybody is struggling with like fertility issues, my heart goes out to you. I'm totally, totally supportive of what you're going through. And please, please seek help, mental health help if need be. But with that being said, um, for me, this I'm just only talking about my personal story and my personal experience that I thought may be helpful or interesting to listen to. So in January, I was like, okay, you know, it's going to be a while. And I bought my daughter a big sister t-shirt that was in a toddler size. And it was kind of funny because I was like, oh yeah, like maybe by summer she'll, you know, we'll announce it and like she'll be able to wear it. And so the next day, well, actually, no, I also bought a like a little baby animal thing with it, like a stuffed, it's kind of like a wubby, if you don't know what that is, like a pacifier, um, with like a little cute animal on it. I got Liana one right when I found out I was pregnant with her. It was a little cute giraffe, so it was like my good luck charm basically for the whole rest of my pregnancy. Like I always had it sitting on my desk, and I really wanted to do that for like my second kid, but I saw that, and I was like, all right, well, I'll just pick it up so that way I have it when I find out that I was pregnant. Little did I know I was pregnant, so kind of funny so I was like buying those things in January thinking oh yeah like I'll just have them on hand so that way like when I do eventually become pregnant um you know they'll be here so funny thing is that so I was like okay this is you know I I found out when I was a day late and I was like okay cool like I'll take a pregnancy test and it was my husband was actually working it was on the weekend and I was like oh my goodness I'm pregnant I was honestly shocked I was so excited I was crying but it, it was just like a whole mix of emotions because I was shocked that I got pregnant so quickly again. And that happened with my daughter where um, she was a honeymoon baby. So it was very, very quick, like same type of thing. Like we talked about it and then 
I felt like she was here. So it's kind of cool, very exciting, but like I was super over the moon happy and excited, but also like, oh wow, like this did happen fast. And I'm like, st I'm still honestly processing it all. Like, holy crap, I'm going to be 16 weeks. So yeah, it's it's been a whirlwind of emotions, but like, so we found out and then I told my husband when he got home, like, I was like, okay, so my plan was for her to wear the big sister t-shirt and it honestly fit her. I thought it was going to be big, but no, like it fit her fine. And I had like the two tests with me. So like when I tested, I waited again and I tested like an hour or two later just because I needed like the double confirmation for my own mind. Cause I was like, what? I was like stirring all morning until I got home. Like just come home from work. I really want to tell you, but, um, I waited and waited and then waited after her nap and I was just impatient. I really wanted to tell him <laughs> and I really wanted to tell somebody. I was like, what? Cause like I still needed to process and like I like telling people close to me so that way I can talk about it to help process. That's just how I do things. But um, yeah, so like I had the two pregnancy tests in my pocket and then Liana had her big t-shirt or big sister t-shirt on. But then when she got up from her nap, that's when he came home and so Dan comes in and he's like, okay, yeah, you know, I'm home waking him up or waking her up. And then she's like holding stuffed animals in front of her shirt for like the longest time. So like I was like waiting for her to drop them. And then she eventually dropped them. He was like, oh, do you have news? And I was like, yeah, like I showed him the pregnancy test. And like, it was great. It was great. Like he wasn't as shocked as me. Like, yeah, I feel like he, he always just knows, but he always said I had like, he said I had my moment because like with Liana, I threw a mop at him very early on in my pregnancy and I was like sobbing going like why I was like you mopped the floor then and it was like a whole thing and I guess what happened this time is I was making dinner and he was getting ready to leave and he wanted something else that was like quick like a grab and go and I made like this big stew and then I started like sobbing about it going like oh you're not you're not eating what I made and he's like I will eat it just like not right now so he was like, oh, you're having your moment. And I was like, well, I don't know. This could be any sort of moment. Like, I'm just upset. So anywho, so he claims that he knew that I was pregnant. So I found out around three weeks and four days. So like that was actually pretty early that I found out. So I called and made an appointment. And then around like five weeks is when I did like, you know, the pee test at the doctors. And they're like, oh, yep, you are pregnant. And like everything, you know you know, we are confirming that and scheduling your next thing. So I had to wait like a little bit. So then I wanted to basically like hold on to the news, just me and Dan for a little while. And then we're both like, okay, we can tell one person. So we each told a friend and we're like, okay, that's it. Like one person for a week and like being able to talk about that. So then a week later, I told my, my parents and we announced it with like the same thing, like with the shirt. And then a week after that, we told his parents. So, and then around that same time, I told like our grandmas and like a couple close family and friends that I was pregnant. So I also want to talk about this and like take this time to talk about like, there's a stigma really. I just want to point it out. That's like, oh, you, you really shouldn't or can't tell anyone that you're pregnant at until like 12 weeks, 13 weeks. And although that might feel true for you or someone else, I also feel like other people who choose to announce or tell other people earlier shouldn't be judged or shamed as well because it needs to feel right for you and your family. It needs to 
be a decision that's like, okay, I do want to share the news. I want to share the news like right now. And there's nothing wrong with that if that feels true to your heart and what you want to do and what you want to share. So like for me personally, I really wanted to share the news with my close family and friends because I was like, well, if something were to go wrong in the next couple weeks, I wouldn't want to just tell them what went wrong. I would want to tell them, you know, I would want them to be on the journey with me from the get-go. Like I would want them to be happy for me and celebrate, you know, the new life and be in that state of emotion with me, like the happy, excitement, nervous. Like I wanted them right there for support from the very, very beginning. And then, like like I said, like if something were to happen, the good, the bad, everything in between, I have someone and like select people close to me from the very beginning that can go along the journey with me and that we could share news and have someone to talk to and be excited, the high lows and all that, instead of waiting until the end of the first trimester to really tell anybody. So that's how I took it. I thought there was a lot of positives to that. Um, like I said, like the a lot of emotions that I was feeling, like the nerves, the anxiety, the excitement. Like I said, I was just kind of like on this roller coaster of mood swings. And it felt really nice to have that support from the people that are really close to me. So, and I think honestly, it felt really good for my husband too, to be able to tell who he wanted to as well. So that way he had support. Cause a lot of times like the partners get kind of like not as much say, but like I said, it was like a joint decision that we both made to do that. And I did pretty much the same thing with my daughter, Liana. Around four weeks, I found out with her and I was able to tell people that are close to me pretty right, like right away. And it just felt right. It felt good for me. So I was like, okay, I think I'm going to do the same this time. The only difference was, is that I waited a week where I only told my friend and he only told his friend. And we really just sat with the news for a week just to like I don't know, it was nice to have like just our little secret and be able to think of a way to tell our parents how they know that we were pregnant. So although I I will point out a funny is that both sets of parents did not read the t-shirt right away. It was kind of funny because I thought it was going to be like one of those cute grand reveals like that you see like videos of like, oh, you know, the big sister wearing like, you know, you know, I have a secret or big sister or something, you know, those cute little moments. And then the, you know, Right away, they're like, oh my gosh, oh, that's so exciting. As soon as they see the t-shirt, well, no, that was not the case both times. It took like a hot minute for anyone to know like what the heck was going on. And then, but then of course, after they realized it, it was just kind of funny because like we're both looking at each other like, are they going to, are they going to read the shirt? Like they're looking at her, like how do they not know? And then eventually they like picked up on it. So that was kind of funny. So I thought I would share that because I thought it was funny. But anyway... So I thought I would share too, like some fun cravings that I was having is Starburst. Like what? I feel like that's such a random candy to crave, but I did. I don't really want them anymore, but I wanted like the fruit snacks, salt and vinegar chips, which that's not as much anymore, but I think I wanted Doritos at one point too. Like honestly, junk food. And I do point out like I am mindful of what I'm eating, but also yeah, mindful of what I'm eating. So like if I crave something, I'm going to honor that, but then also make sure that I balance it with like making sure I'm still getting the proper nutrition I also need. But I also was craving, you know, pizza, haddock, which I'm still craving fish. I think that's so weird to crave fish, but hey, 
you know, nothing's out the window. But also English muffins and orange juice almost like every morning so far. That honestly still hasn't changed. It just sounds so good. English muffins with jelly. I don't know, and orange juice. It tastes amazing. And then also like if I see something, I have to have it. I have to eat it. But that's kind of what's been going on as far as that. But the first trimester, I had a lot of nausea. And around six weeks, I thought at the time that it could have been morning sickness. I didn't have morning sickness with Liana at all. And, you know, morning sickness honestly can be at any time of the day for those that don't know. And I was throwing up around six weeks, but it only lasted one night into the next day. And it was a lot and I felt like complete crap. So... I was like, oh no, like, is this what I'm going to experience this time around? Because every trimester, every pregnancy is different. So I was like, okay, I could be expecting different symptoms and all of that. So I was like, oh no, what am I going to do? So the next appointment I had my doctor, I mentioned it and they like prescribed this anti-nausea medication. I'm also super sensitive to medication. So I was like, ah, I don't know if I'm going to take it. Like I'll have it just in case, in case it gets worse. But I actually never ended up taking it. So what ended up happening is that I ended up having really just really bad nausea for a few weeks and honestly occasionally now like it's gotten better now but basically just occasional nausea where like even nothing nothing would sound good to eat but then I'd be hungry it's kind of weird like I'd be hungry nothing would sound good but then I'd be nauseous so it's like a weird mix of like what's going on in here and then I would dry heave and that I did have with Liana I would just be dry heaving retching and like nothing and um that actually got it has gotten so much better um for the most part since the second trimester started but that was pretty bad and I remember like I said having that with my first pregnancy too so that was kind of interesting but the nausea the persistent nausea I feel like was more this time and then just extreme fatigue I was oh my goodness so tired and I know I mentioned this before, it could be, you know, I was chasing around a toddler and doing all those things too, but whew, I felt like I needed to nap. And also like there was some insomnia there too. Like I struggled going to sleep, like and waking, like I'd wake up in the middle of the night and that never really was an issue before. Like I'd wake up and struggle to go back to sleep. And of course I would do all the things that like would help as much as I could but like I was so so tired but then couldn't get into like a deep rest so that was really challenging because I noticed like it was new it was new like I never really experienced that before in my first pregnancy where it's like I had that pregnancy insomnia feeling or just so so drained I remember being fatigued but like not to that extent and then the anxiety and mood swings are of course there I feel like every person who is pregnant goes through that where they're just super anxious and and wondering like what if you know what all the what ifs and the racing thoughts feeling what you know overwhelmed and like you know is everything okay is my baby okay am I gonna be okay and then thinking very future oriented and when you're thinking very future oriented it sparks anxiety because we're trying to fortune tell we're trying to create all of these different scenarios of what could happen because in reality it's the fear of the unknown it's the fear of okay what can tomorrow bring and your brain is trying to like figure out 
all these different scenarios of what could possibly go wrong so you're prepared. Well, if something goes wrong, you're never going to truly be prepared for it. So I try my best to bring myself back to the present, but honestly, the anxiety wasn't as bad so far this time around because I've been so busy. I've been so, you know, focused on things going on in my life and being a mom already, I feel like, like I said, this is moving so much quicker because I'm not constantly focusing on the pregnancy. Yes, I think about it every day. Yes, I still have thoughts. Yes, I'm still dealing with all the ups and downs of it all, but it's not a constant driving force in my day, if that makes sense. So I'm trying to be mindful of like the what if and the circling and the racing thoughts and just thinking future because I need to be here. I need to be in the present moment and practicing what I preach and doing all the things to help me stay in the present moment the best that I can. And so like I I had an ultrasound actually earlier this time compared to my first pregnancy. I think I had my first one around a little over eight weeks and then my second one like that really checks like the anatomy, not the full anatomy scan one, but like that really just checks the growth. Um, I had that, I think with my first one was Um, closer to 13 weeks this time it was a lot earlier and I don't know why but it was seven weeks with this one and then right at 11 weeks so seven weeks and 11 weeks there was 145 heart rate and it was super nice because the lady told me right away she's like yep there's a heartbeat everything looks okay we're just gonna proceed and just check a few things out so that was that was just amazing and honestly I haven't heard the heartbeat yet which is so weird because some people hear it right away and like I guess it really depends on where you go and also the amount of ultrasounds and like when you get them I feel like that varies from doctor to doctor but yeah I haven't heard it yet I'm hoping at my 16 week appointment that I actually get the opportunity to hear the heartbeat so that'll be pretty cool like I saw it they told me what it was and I got to see of course the pictures which was so amazing I felt so excited it was kind of funny because at the second one the 11 week one my husband and I were both like no, is it just one in there, right? <laughs> like, I was like, I, I couldn't imagine having twins and like kudos to all the parents out there that do. But I was like, oh my goodness, like it was just so much to take in already. So I was, you know, pretty excited when they said that everything looked great. And then the, so this kind of goes into the gender reveal. We actually found out at 12 weeks, well, kind of 11. So like what happened was, is the ultrasound technician she was like oh I've been doing this for so many years I've never been wrong like I'm pretty sure that I know what your gender of the baby is do you guys want to know and we both looked at each other we're like yeah okay like we'll know she's like well I can't 100% guarantee like of course it needs to be proven by blood work and I was getting blood work like that day so like I would find out the following week for sure anyway but she was like oh yeah so basically like something about like the spine and like where they're general area is going to be like if it's a parallel line it's a girl and then if there's like I don't know not really perpendicular but if there's like more of like an angle in to the spine then it's a boy I was like okay that makes sense and of course she went into way more detail than that but that's basically what I was getting out of it and I was like okay cool so I was looking at it and it is a perfect parallel line and I was like what she goes yeah so I, I believe it's a girl and I was like what so I thought it was a boy and I honestly I personally wouldn't care either way I'm not a gender focused person on like this way or that way but you know it's still fun to like guess so 
I, I was actually wrong and my husband was right again. So he was like, nope, we're having a girl and yep, you're pregnant. And the first time around, he actually wrote down that I was pregnant when he thought I was. And he wrote down our, you know, our daughter's name. He's like, yep, we're pregnant with our daughter, Liana, which still blows my mind because I like, I have the journal entry. So pretty crazy when you think about it. Now, it wasn't like necessarily that detailed this time around, but he was like, no, no, like, I think you're pregnant and I also think it's a girl. So he was right again. So I was like, man, I was like, man's intuition, pretty good. But um, that was, that was really exciting. And so like, yeah, like a week later after I got my blood work back, which my insurance covered. So that was a whole thing of finding out like what blood work your insurance covers and not. But they ended up covering this, which they didn't the first time around. This was like a different type of blood work compared to my first pregnancy where they checked the chromosomes. I, like That's the main goal is to check the chromosomes for any chromosomal abnormalities. But then this, this specific test that I got done also reported the gender. So it eventually came back as, you know, it said, what did it say? So it's like this fetus is female or something like that, something like that. And I was like, oh my gosh. So then I finally knew. And then I, um, I ended up telling, well, my parents were actually gone and I told them, um, you know, what the ultrasound technician said. I wasn't going to tell anybody else what they said or what the, they said, because I was like, well, it, you know, they could be wrong. But I told them because they were going to be gone when I got the blood work results back. So they kind of knew, but then I was able to report to like a couple people once I found out. And then we announced it with like pink poppers, like the confetti, because with Liana, I didn't do anything. Like I never really had like a gender reveal party and I still didn't really want one. Like it just wasn't my thing and I didn't have an interest in wanting one. So I, um, like I said, like gender really didn't mean that much to me, but I still want to do something fun this time because last time I tried the sneak peek test. I don't know if you've heard of sneak peek, but I did the sneak peek test with Liana around eight weeks. And then I don't know if I didn't believe it, but like then I waited, of course, till the anatomy scan. I was like, oh yeah, that's around 20 weeks, you know, and they confirmed. But that I mean, it matched. It was pretty cool. But I didn't really do anything. We were just kind of, we just told people. And like, I think we took a picture with like, it's a girl balloon or something like that. But it wasn't anything like big. And I was like, oh, you know, you see all those fun things of like people doing like, balloons or confetti or like the fog and like not the crazy things that like cause a disruption in the climate and like all these other things like I've heard some like pretty crazy stories and honestly it's kind of I don't know it's kind of wild that people come up with for these gender reveal parties but I was like all right nope we're just gonna do this little thing with the poppers and like of course I already knew so it wasn't really a surprise to me like I don't know I don't have that type of patience I wouldn't be able to like get a card with like the answer on it and then hand it to someone like I would have to look at it like I would need to know right away that's just who I am so you know I couldn't wait so I was like I was basically doing it for fun and to like tell other people so around yeah around 13 weeks is when we did like the popper thing and you know with the pink confetti and it was a lot of fun and um we actually did it twice to tell Dan's parents what the gender was and it was just, it's just, it was a fun way to, um, to do that. And it was actually only like two or $3 at Walmart for like the confetti fans. So if you're looking for that, check that out. It was a fun thing. Then with the name, so with Liana, we actually had the name Aria picked out for the longest time. And we're like, oh, and then one day my husband came home and he's like, oh no, I really like the name Liana. Like, what do you think about that? And 
kind of after my mom and my grandpa. You know, my grandpa's name was Lee and my mom is Leanne. So, but we wanted to change it. It didn't want to be like Lee Anna. We wanted it to be Liana. And also, I don't know if you know Game of Thrones and George R.R. R. Martin's spelling of Liana was L-Y-A-N-N-A. So fun fact, that's kind of how we got Liana's name. And then we used Jane as her middle name because of um, Dan's grandma is named Jane. So that's how we got Jane. So we had her name picked out pretty early too, which I found it was super, super helpful to connect with the baby that way. Like I was constantly talking like to her. I was like, oh, hi, Liana. And I made up a little song and I ended up expanding on the song for her after she was born. But it was just a super fun, loving way to connect while I was pregnant. And I kind of wanted the same thing to happen this time around. So we... So it was funny because we're both like, okay, yeah, yeah, I still really like the name Aria. But then we ended up somehow going down this like very long list of girls' names. And this is, of course, before we found out the gender pretty early on. We're just, you know, throwing names out here and there. And we could not agree on any girls' names that we liked, really. And we weren't really getting anywhere. And we always had two boys' names picked out. And, of course, now I'm officially girl mom. We are done after having two kids. That's just it. what what feels right for our family. I don't necessarily envision myself having more than two kids and neither does he at all. So I'm like, okay, so I'm officially girl mom, girl dad. And that's totally fine. Like I said, don't really carry either way, but we always had two boys named picked out, Luke and Liam. We both loved those names. And so it was kind of funny. So I was like, oh, I think it was a boy this time. These are the names. So we weren't really prepared for the girl. But anyway, I'm rambling. Long story short, we ended up coming back full circle and our daughter's name will be Aria. So it's kind of funny because it's like, I almost feel like she was always meant to be. Um, it's, it's really neat to think about because it's like that was the name for a while before we came out with, you know, came up with Liana and we both still really love the name Aria, but I he wanted to spell it the George R.R. R. Martin way of A-R-Y-A. And I was like, no, I really want to spell it A-R-I-A. And I liked the name Arya way before Game of Thrones. Um, anyway, so, and then we had this whole problem with the middle name and couldn't figure out anything for that. So then I was like, okay, what about the name Ray? Um, and Dan and I both love, you know, fantasy and all of that. So he was like, okay, yeah, but we have to spell it like the Star Wars Ray, R-E-Y. So that's going to be totally fun and different. I originally wanted to spell it R-A-E, but he's like, no, no, Star Wars, Ray, R-E-Y. And I was like, that's fine. That's cute. So Arya Ray. And it's been so fun to say like her name and share it. And I know a lot of people, again, don't share early, but it what it's what feels right for me and my family. And it's really cool to talk to my daughter about it. And she goes, baby Aria. And she already says it and points to my belly already. And I'm like, this is so special. And there are going to be moments like in this pregnancy that I'm really going to cherish because we're like, oh yeah, you know, we'll put this in Aria's room. We're already talking as if like, you know, she's like, you know, she just, there's just like more identity and it feels great to share it and say like, yeah, these are my daughters. And like, it, it helps me process and move forward and like with more connection more love that's just for me personally and it just feels right it feels like it was always meant to be so honestly that's been the journey thus far <laughs> and honestly it feels like now that I'm like summing it all up I'm like dang that's kind of a lot honestly I 
just wanted to remind you of my blog at withkaitlyn, W-I-T-H-K-A-I-T-L-Y-N.com. And it has a lot of blog posts that I find would be a super helpful read that kind of coincide with the message of this podcast, the Live Light Podcast, all things including mental health, lifestyle even, and parenting. So if you haven't already, please check out withkaitlyn.com and I would love your support and I'd love to see you over there. Lots of exciting things. I'm so happy. It's already been an adventure, a quick adventure, but on to the next, on to the next trimester and the next segment of this pregnancy of growing life. And wow, that's such like a magical thing that I think that we get to do in this life is bring life into the world. And what a miracle it is when you really truly think about it and help it helps ground me and bring it brings it back to the present it's like wow like I have another life inside of me right now and whether I realize it or not so that definitely helps so going back into things that help this is really what I wanted to get at is a couple of like my personal tips that have helped me over these last few weeks um like the more practical ones I didn't end up taking the nausea medication like I said and I ended up getting these ginger chews I think they were called it was like just an over-the-counter ginger chew and you could take two every like four hours or something like that and that honestly helped me I was very surprised about that and the saltine crackers never really did it for me like crackers by my bed never really helped with nausea even like other type of crackers I would eat first thing I got up like the best I could like I always my favorite thing and pregnant or not are Belvita biscuits so I have them very frequently so I guess that's a type of cracker but that's not really pregnancy related, like I said, because I, I have them so often. But, you know, helping ease the nausea, that was like right away. So like I said, the ginger chews and then also like peppermint gum. And I kind of wish I figured that out sooner, like peppermint Tic Tacs or peppermint gum or any peppermint mints, anything with peppermint, even the smell of it kind of helped the nausea. I was like, wow, dang, that was awesome. And then of course, staying hydrated. And I talk about that a lot. And you're actually reminding me to drink right now because I have not had enough water today yet. So I need to play catch up with myself. But drinking enough water, it's so vital. Water is life. Drinking water is vital to life. So yes, so I'm making sure that I'm consistently drinking and staying hydrated. And I noticed that sometimes I couldn't suck out of a straw because like that would make me more queasy. So like I had to have cups of water or easy screw off tops where I could just chug water and gulp it down that way because I couldn't pull from a straw I don't know I noticed that that made a difference of being able to intake more water and then already getting comfortable with pillows and like I said I really think like these tips could apply to anybody because if you're nauseous like try these things out like why not and yeah you need to stay hydrated when you're nauseous and having those issues anyway but my other thing is like pillows 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 comfort comfort and also headband ice packs now, I've used these all the times for, for headache. I used to have a ton of migraine issues. The ice packs with that like kind of strap around your head loosely, and you can just wear around the house. It definitely helped with like the hot flashes, which I had like here and there. Um, I actually have had them more in the last couple weeks than the first trimester, but like the headband with the ice pack um, definitely helped soothe me. And then, um, because you can put them over your eyes and put them on your head it helps so much with the like headaches or anything like that so 
those are more practical things. And then a couple other like simple tips that helped me was being gentle with myself and listening to my body. So not pushing myself if I felt really tired and giving into what my body needed. So like, like I've mentioned before, taking the naps, taking that time to rest when I could going to bed earlier or not doing anything. Maybe it was watching TV or reading my book or doing something chill because I noticed like if I would try to overexert myself, then I'd feel worse the next day. So just tuning into my body in whatever way felt good to just be like, oh, okay, this is what my body needs right now. I'm feeling this way. How can I adjust? How can I reassess? So it's really just having that mind-body connection and exercising when I could but not overdoing it so I did a lot of walking I did a lot of incline walking which I'm still honestly doing a lot of if I didn't feel like doing anything else and just honestly like a lot of stretching so just taking that intentional time to connect to my mind and body and listen to like what's going on in this very moment and how to readjust and constantly being you know able to readjust to feel better and being gentle with myself like constantly reminding myself okay yeah like I am growing life this is taking a lot of energy I hey like I grew a liver this week I grew I'm growing a brain like it's kind of wild to even say that but it's like a good reminder to say out loud and also like taking time to process the news maybe you know you do need to talk to someone about it and the highs the lows everything in between you know have a go-to person to talk to when you're having like mood swings, or maybe you don't want to talk to anybody at all. And that's totally fine too. And I know I tend to do that. If I don't feel well, I tend to go into like a hermit mode, I call it, and go into my shell. And I like to just not talk or say or do anything to anybody. So when I do that, I'm able to like get clear and sit with my own thoughts and notice what's coming up and notice, you know, how I'm feeling about everything and being able to actually just sit with the big news and whatever it might be in your life you know like I said I know this is very pregnancy focused but whatever it might be just to take that time to sit with whatever life event you're going through and listen to whatever thoughts come up and feel whatever emotions come up don't shove them all down being able to actually sit with it and process it all and then you're able to move forward then you're able to you know go on to the next thing and then honestly what helped me is affirmations I I got out my old affirmations that I used to use with Liana when I was pregnant with her and it's very baby focused. So I was like, I am safe. My baby is growing healthy inside me. My baby is exactly where they need to be. And many things like that. Like I'm surrounded by love. I release fear, which is so important because there tends to be a lot of fear, which is anxiety, constantly living in the body. And you want to make sure that you're reducing your stress as often as possible and like I said this really goes for everybody I know I'm repeating myself but true like if you're feeling fear about anything in your life I release fear saying it out loud I release fear I am safe where I am right now in reminding yourself what you know now to be true what is true right now in this present moment for you and what you know right now is that you're you're healthy or what you know right now, like for me, my baby is healthy right now. I know I know this. Like, I, there, no one has told me otherwise. Nothing has told me otherwise. So I know right now, my baby is healthy. I know right now, I am safe. I am surrounded by love. I choose to release fear. 
And saying these out loud to yourself where you can actually hear yourself speak these words is so incredibly powerful because it helps shift the narrative in your mind and helps combat that anxiety and helps actually release that fear. If you're saying out loud, I release the fear. It does not serve me. I release this. The going in circles or what if and all of that, that's not serving me right now. It's not serving my highest good in my life. So it's it's really helping you become self-aware and acknowledge your thoughts out loud and then shifting that narrative to replace it with the affirmation of what you know to be true in this moment and how you want to feel, how you want to be. So also like at nighttime, getting relaxed. I feel relaxed. I let the day go. I feel safe. Those are big ones for me. I feel safe. I let the day go. I am relaxed. I give myself permission to relax. And finding things that feel true for you and what, you know, you're you're speaking to yourself. And like I said, out loud is the most powerful I noticed, but if you have to do it internally, that's okay too. But repeating these affirmations over and over, you're, you're, you know, retraining your mind and rewiring those thoughts to be more frequent of, you know, positive outcomes, positive thoughts, and you're re, you know, reframing that in your own mind to feel better and not be living in this anxiety fear cycle. And then also visualization is just so incredibly powerful in itself. Being able to visualize what you want the outcome to be, whatever it is in life, what you want to, it to be true, and being able to visualize the whole scenario. And I mean getting all senses involved, getting in how you, how you can see it, how you can feel it, smell it, taste it, touch it. I say that? Feel it? <laughs> what did I say? Oh, hear it. Hear it. Hear what's going around you. It's like, what's the other sense? You know? Um, but I'm like really focusing on that surrounding. So I love to do this where it's like, okay, if I'm feeling healthy, like what, what does it feel like? And how am I feeling in this moment? What, it, what feels true to me? What am I smelling? If you really want to like transport yourself elsewhere even to just to get out of your mind for a minute. You smelling the fresh cut grass? You smelling cookies in the oven? What are you hearing? Are you hearing birds chirping? Are you hearing a sound machine? That's what you know I tune into when I'm going to sleep. I use a sound machine. So it's like, okay, I feel I feel my skin on me. And like it's a very grounding. And then also being able to see like how you want to feel. Like I said, if it's using visualization for the future of like visualizing the whole thing top to bottom. And how, what, like I said, what you're hearing, smelling, tasting, touching, all of that and bringing all of that into the picture so that way you can really see in your mind what you want your life to look like, how you want to feel and how you want to be. So visualization is such a powerful mindset to have and it's, it's a practice because it takes a lot of work to bring in all these senses into it, but it really helps it become more more powerful honestly and can really make a difference in how you move forward every day and it's a different type of goal setting because you're already envisioning this version of yourself so another thing a lot of people do are vision boards and i i used to do them too i i maybe i will get back into doing them is taking like a small piece of paper and actually physically finding things to cut out 
printout or whatever of how you want to feel, how you want to be, things you want to touch or taste. You know, a lot of people, you know, put up their coffee in the morning with quiet time with a journal or like flowers by their bed. I couldn't do that because of my cat. But, you know, finding quotes um, and maybe an affirmation that you truly want to embody, like I am enough putting that on the vision board and then also like if you don't want to do like the whole cutout on an actual piece of paper do it like on your phone find a folder in your pictures and just make a folder of pictures quotes all those things you want to envision and embody and put them in a folder and then look at it frequently or you know if you're getting fancy make a little picture collage digitally and make it on your background on your phone I know a lot of people have found success doing that so that way they constantly see it and, and when you're constantly seeing what you want to envision and wh- how you want to feel and be throughout your life, you're able to constantly remind yourself of this and it's constantly brought back. And then you're able to be more energized and have that passion to do what you need to do and take control over the steps you need to take to get there. So like for me right now, I'm envisioning myself holding that I have like this big scenario. So I have this big vision in my mind of me sitting on the couch with my newborn, um, a healthy, beautiful baby girl, um, a couple days old, and having my daughter um, sit right next to me on the couch, having my husband there on the other side of me, and I can smell, you know, the newborn baby. And my daughter is saying, hi, and baby, baby Aria, and like giving her a kiss and saying kiss or hug and holding her. And then I can see myself wearing, you know, a spit up t-shirt and comfy pants and being perfectly okay with that and being comfortable um, and, and feeling love, this immense amount of love with my little family. So like, and, and just, I can see, I mean, see how I'm bringing in all of these things. Um, and I can really see the entire scene in my mind. So that visualization helps ground me and it helps me get clear on, okay, this is the outcome I want. And no, it might not exactly be that way when it happens. Um, but it's going to help me eventually get to a place where I'm like doing everything I can to get there. And maybe eventually have that moment not maybe not like I said in that exact way but something very similar in bringing it into my life and that's honestly also manifestation and intention setting so like there is no right time in life to do something there is no right timing a lot of times people like to say you know wait till the right time or to to do whatever you know get married have a baby um move They're like, oh, you know, I have to wait for the right time. Well, if it's something that feels true to you and your intuition and gut is saying, you know, this feels right in this moment, even though everything else and everybody else is telling me otherwise, listen to your gut, listen to your intuition. I know for me, this has felt true many, many times. Um, Before making a two-hour move from my hometown, I was like, this just feels right. I know, I know my husband's going to get a job where he's applied to. I'm like, yep, he's going to get a job there. I can't explain it otherwise, but that's going to, that is just going to work out. And it did. 
Um, I just, I kept visualizing it. I kept seeing him working at this place. I kept, you know, focusing on that outcome and I ended up bringing it into my life. I focused on, for that was just one example, I focused on this place that we're in now, these townhouses for rent. And it's a very unusual thing to come across it in this area where A, it was in our budget, B, it's in a safe neighborhood and see they're, you know, a, a bigger place to rent. Um, so I kept in visualizing, like visualizing moving here. And this was like, I don't know, September of last year. We moved in March. So like it was over six months and I ended up getting the flyer from the place and I put it on our fridge, called the lady, just inquired about it, got the applications and I'm like, oh, well, if it's, ha- well, you know, it'll happen when it happens. And, and I remember my husband being like, oh, like you're really putting all the eggs in one basket. You know, I know we need to move and, you know, I really want to find a bigger place and rent was going up where we were. And I'm like, yeah, well, it's going to work out because I just know it's going to work out. And it did. And actually we ended up getting a bigger place for the same price as the original place we were looking at. So it ended up being even better. So it ended up being a three bedroom, two and a half bath and with more square footage compared to what was originally available for the same price just because she's like, oh yeah, you know, you, you guys were on the list early, you had your application in, everything looks good, I can give it to you for this price. And I was like, that's fantastic. So we ended up getting an even better place in this community than we originally thought. So that was pretty cool. But it was all because like I kept, in, I really truly believe partly because I kept visualizing, I was like, nope, it's going to work out. And I kept you know, focusing on my thoughts and how we would be as a family living here. And I'm not saying this always works out, but I'm my basically my point is is that if you're combating these negative thoughts, you're going to attract more negative outcomes and more negative energies into your life as opposed to you know, bringing more positive outcomes and what you want and how you want your life to be you're going to attract more of that and have more positive energy um, come into your everyday life. If you're voicing that intention and you're saying, my intention is to have a place like this, or my intention is to feel like this or be like this, or in this case, you know, I was like, my intention is to get pregnant with our second child. And yes, it happened quickly, but I was constantly bringing that intention into the forefront of my mind, you know, a healthy, relaxed, stress-free conception, you know, it would happen when it is meant to happen. Like I said, there is no perfect timing or right time timeline to be on. It'll just, things will fall into place when they fall into place. And that's why I think it's funny that I had the things, um, like the shirt and the animal with the pacifier, even though like, it wasn't on paper logically that I was pregnant. It's almost like my subconscious knew that I was already pregnant before it was in front of my face that I was pregnant, which like I said, I thought that was pretty interesting and cool to point out. It's like, well, I kept bringing in those positive thoughts and positive outcomes and got to that point. And like I said, that's not the case for everybody, but what I'm trying to get at is the power of mindset and the power of being aware of your thoughts and being aware of those emotions so that way you can 
shift them as often and as frequently as possible so that way you can attract more of that into your life and you're living in a higher vibrational state and you're living in more emotions that are more positive and you know creating a life that you're truly going to love each day and that's not to say that like I don't experience any of these challenging emotions because like I said hoof like there's been some mood swings in there and like I do have anxiety um I'm just telling you ways that I've coped with it these last few months and then also ways to get out of the logic mind and more into the trusting your gut and trusting your intuition trusting your intention and your intuition isn't going to be right maybe a hundred percent of the time like for me I like I said I thought I was really going to have a baby boy well my husband's intuition was correct from the very beginning all I knew was that I was going to have a healthy baby um and I've, I've been continuously reminding myself and carrying that with me whenever I have those what-if thoughts come up into my mind. And I'm just putting that out into, into the space, into the universe, and speaking that aloud and living as if every, everything is okay because that's what I know in this moment. So like I said, you can apply that to whatever you're going through in your life um, whatever life events are coming your way or whatever you're thinking. And maybe there is no big life event happening for you right now, but you can apply these tips to really remind yourself to sit with what's going on for you, how you want to be and how you're going to get there and work on visualizing it, embodying how you want to be and feel, and then trusting yourself. Because when you're taking time to increase that self-awareness, you're going to trust yourself more. You're going to trust your gut and trust whatever comes up for you. And that will always be the right timing. That will always be a time where you can trust fully your authentic self. And all of the noise from everybody and everything else will be a lot less loud. It'll be quieter. And the voice inside you and the feeling inside you will be a lot louder and a lot clearer if you take the time to honor it and practice paying attention to it. I hope you found this interesting. Um, I hope that you were able to take some things away from this. It was honestly fun to recap and reassess and process it all again myself and be like, okay, yeah, this is what was working, what wasn't working, and it helps me move to the next chapter. And I hope that you're able to move to the next chapter of your life, whatever it might be, in a way that feels right for you and reminding yourself to better take care of yourself and be more aware of yourself. So, yeah, um, I wanted to point out that my self-care challenge this week would be doing one yoga class online because I've really, really been wanting to get back into doing yoga and I haven't, and I've just made excuse after excuse to not do it, whether it's time or doing something else or the I don't feel like it, even though I truly do feel like it. I've always, I've been wanting to do it. Um, so my goal is to just do one class in within a week online and carving it out into my weekly schedule to make sure it happens. So a reminder to be consistent with your self-care and give yourself a goal this week. And then also, my gratitude for this week is the sunshine. Like I said, it was a lot of dreary weather beforehand. That's what it's 
usually like this time of year and it was really really nice to see the sun it was an instant mood booster I felt like I had more energy I felt like I was truly happier so it was just it was just really nice and I honestly didn't even care I mean I am not I don't really like hot hot weather anyway but I didn't really care too much that it was hot, hot. I just enjoyed the sun and honestly even if it was cooler and sunny I probably feel the same way I just really enjoy spending time just having more sunlight so I'm really grateful for that and then my affirmation for this week is I have power within me and reminding myself that I have the control over things that I, I can't control like the actions that I can take to have control over that I have power within me I have the ability to do what I need to do to take care of myself so I have power within me and being able to say that as frequently throughout the day and reminding myself of this affirmation as often as possible. So you can either take the affirmation, I have power within me, or create one that feels true to you this week to remind yourself of that. And yeah, and, and bring in your own gratitude, what you're grateful for. It's a constant reminder that I think we all need is to bring in these things to take care of ourselves the best way we can. But thank you so much for tuning in and Thanks for listening to my journey thus far, and I will continue to provide you with updates, and I'll be back next week. Have a beautiful day. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Live Light Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the podcast and help get the word out. I would love to help others live their life feeling lighter. If you're looking to connect further in the meantime, go check out my social media at with.caitlin, my YouTube channel with Caitlin, and my website with Caitlin.com. That's W-I-T-H-K-A-I-T-L-Y-N.com. Have a beautiful day and I look forward to connecting with you soon.